I want to pray for us because today's message is um, is good, but it won't be good until we allow it to go through our minds and sink into our hearts and then become a reality through our lives. So for that to happen, um, we need to be aware of who God is and of His presence. So would you, you know, close your eyes with me and pray and invite him to be here this morning. Lord, we thank you so much um, for allowing us to have a space like this, a space where we can freely explore who you are, explore the ways you are speaking to our lives. And we pray that our hearts are listening, that we have ears to hear, hearts to listen to you. And the faith and the obedience to practice what you invite us to, to do and the ways you invite us to walk in. Thank you so much for this time. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. So, let's start with the promise of the Holy Spirit. We're going to read out of John 14, 16. So if you don't have your Bibles, <clears throat> I made arrangements so that this will be on the screen precisely, word by word. Um, but I encourage you guys because you know, part of the whole reason that I'm here is because I read like the previous paragraph and the after paragraph of what we're about to read. And it's just amazing when you read the whole context of what's happening. So I really encourage you guys to explore these verses later on throughout the week, throughout your life. Um, so, we start with the promise of the Holy Spirit in John 14, 16. And it, it says, I will ask the Father. And by the way, this is Jesus praying um, or Jesus speaking, okay? I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper who will stay with you forever. He's the Spirit who reveals the truth about God. The world cannot receive him because it cannot see him or know him. But you know him because he remains with you and is in you. And this is, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples right before he is going to the cross. Right? And he's you know, part of that like last meal, last supper, you know, last, last time he's in their presence. And it's so amazing because nobody knows what Jesus really is going to do. You know, they're expecting that he's going to establish a different kind of kingdom than, than the one that he's establishing. So they have no idea what is about to happen. This is going to go on the cross. Even when he says again and again, I'm going to die, I'm going to be risen from the dead, they, the disciples still don't get it. But he gives them this promise. And I don't think they get it until later on. But the promise is that he's going to send an advocate, a helper, somebody that's going to guide us to truth. Somebody he calls the Spirit that will allow us to know who God is, the truth of God. I assume that if you guys are here, it's because you want to know the truth of God. Right? We come to this place because we want to know the truth of God. Well, I thought, why don't we start talking about, like, um, how this truth, this promise reveals. And I was thinking just, like, a couple, couple weeks ago. There's this guy named Elon Musk. Have you guys heard of Elon Musk? Okay. So, 
he has a car company. It's very famous. It's called Tesla. All right. <laughs> and this car company is selling tons of cars. He's doing somewhat okay, right? But he's an innovator because he's producing cars that are like self-driving and um, powered by batteries and whatnot. You charge them in your, in your house. You go to a, you know, Costco and now you can charge it right there on the spot while you park. It's been charged. So Tesla, a few weeks ago, revealed their latest and greatest innovation, which is going to come out in like two years, and it's a truck. And they called it the Cybertruck. So now the thing is like when, when Elon Musk or Tesla is going to reveal a new car, like there's all this hype and excitement and like, what is it going to look like? You know, how is it going to be? What's going to happen? So it's super exciting. And... They do this event, I think it's in, in L.A. somewhere. Tons of people there, tons of people that do videos on YouTube that are going to spread the message, right? The new Tesla truck is here. This is what it looks like. These are the specs. This is what is going to happen when you ride it. This is how you're going to feel inside it. This is what other people are going to think. So nobody has seen this except for, like, the, the front lights, right? So what is it going to look like? So finally, the event happens two weeks ago and reveals this truck called the Cybertruck. All right, so let it sink in. Let it sink. If you haven't seen this picture, yeah, let it sink. Like, take a look. Let's go to the next picture. Yeah, there it is. It's a truck, by the way. Okay, let's go to the next one. So this is so cool. They reveal the truck, and then this guy, one of the, I think he's the designer, comes and has a sledgehammer, and he says, this truck is indestructible. You can hit it with the sledgehammer, and uh, it's, it's made out of like this stainless steel metal, I don't even know, but it's super strong. So he comes with the sledgehammer, hits it, not a dent, nothing, right? So everybody's like, wow. I mean, people are confused, right? Because some people are thinking, is this a joke? Is this for reals? They try to hit it. Wow, it's solid, right? So go to the next picture. And then he comes up with, with this. Um, I guess they had, they had done um, you know, previous tries. And this had worked before. But when they tried this time, he says, I'm going to show you. We're going to grab a metal ball. And we're going to throw it into the windows. Because the windows are made out of, like, whatever, you know, indestructible. And they shattered. <laughs> Right there on the demo, you know, he's like revealing this truck to the world, and boom. And then he's like, okay, let's, that didn't go very well, let's try again. So he grabs another one, throws it, and it shatters again, right? So now people are super confused because they're like, what's going on? First of all, the truck is weird, you know, we've never seen anything like this. Why are you, what were you thinking when you designed this, right? Um, but then this, you know, the sledgehammer is like, okay, that gives me hope. It's solid truck. And then they throw this thing, and the, the glass shatters, right? So now they're like, oh, I mean, is this going to work? Is it not going to work? But this phenomenon started happening. Oh, let's, let's go to the next slide because it's just funny, okay? <laughs> then people started mocking on the Internet, right? Everywhere there were memes about the new cyber truck. It's like, okay, Elon, H4, let's go to the next one. 
Uh, that's a cyber truck. Let's go to the next one. That's kind of what a lot of people are saying. It looks like a triangle on wheels, right? So they made their own version. And my personal favorite, this is Lego making fun of Tesla. This is, a, this is our, our latest Lego reveal. So, I, I mean, the internet was blowing up, right? Everybody's going crazy. You have the cap on the camera. <laughs> and the front lens, sorry. Um, yeah, but this phenomenon started happening that the more people started seeing this truck, the more you started hearing these comments on YouTube and everywhere, right? Like these YouTubers came on, on YouTube doing their, their channel thing, and a lot of people started saying, you know, oh, by the way, their stock market went down as soon as they revealed the truck. It's like, Meh. but then this phenomenon started happening everywhere, social media. People started saying, it's kind of growing on me. Yeah, I'm starting to kind of like it. And guess what? A couple weeks later, he already had like over 250,000 pledges to buy the truck on the website. So he's like, I think we're doing pretty well for no, you know, no marketing, not anything. We're doing pretty well. Um, and there's this, this YouTuber guy that um, comes up with his channel, and he says, um, I mean, he's been doing kind of like branding on YouTube and stuff, like talking about brands and stuff. And he says, you know what? I've been thinking about the, the brand of Tesla, what it means, what it is, how people are perceiving it, why a lot of people are changing their minds and are thinking, you know, I, I'm starting to kind of like it. I, I want to buy it, you know? Um, and he, he, he puts this video on YouTube, and then he becomes almost like famous instantly because it's about Tesla. And, you know, he had a few followers, but now he's like tons of followers. Um, but he says this, you know. He says, I think the success of the Tesla brand is going to be based on the promise. So he says that brand is not only, you know, something you see, a cool logo or things like that. A brand, it's also a promise. So with this, um, I was thinking, what is Elon Musk's promise? Right? When he revealed this cyber truck that's like so weird, so futuristic, like there's no round shape to it. It's so like squarish and triangle-ish all at the same time, but with wheels. Even the wheels are not round enough, right? Um, so what he's saying is that the promise of Elon Musk is that he's bringing the future now. So all those kids like me in the 1980s, in the 1990s, that saw Aliens, you know, the movie Aliens. You guys remember Aliens? All right. That saw Back to the Future, you know, riding on the DeLorean. Um, and that you ever dreamt, like, wow, how cool would it be to have a car like that? Well, Elon Musk is bringing that promise to reality and saying, you guys that dreamt like that, here it is. You don't need to wait. And now he's making every concept car a broken promise, right? Because really, concept cars are so expensive, so like far out of reach. You go to the, you know, the car expos, and it's like, wow, that car is so cool. Yeah, it's never going to happen. This is the only time you're ever going to see this. 
And Elon Musk is saying, you see it right here, it's going to happen, you can buy it, and it's going to be only $40,000, right? So everybody's going like, wow, that's the truck I want, that's the truck I want to drive. And now people are saying, even, even any other car now seems outdated compared to you know, <laughs> what I've seen with the Cybertruck. Broken promises. So the best brands, I was thinking, are those ones that offer the best promises and fulfill the promise, right? So here we had a promise that, that Jesus was telling his disciples, kind of to go back to the you know, spiritual side of things. <laughs> um, Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he's saying, I'm going to go, but I'm going to send you a helper who's going to guide you to truth. He's going to tell you who God is. And then this promise, we read in um, Ephesians 1, and this is Paul speaking to the church. So it's going to be on the screen. Ephesians 1, verse 13 says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Let's just read it again, right? Here it is. He's saying that promise Jesus made, and, you know, Paul wasn't even there when he made the promise. But he gets the message. He gets what it's all about. You also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked. That's the brand. You were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. So brand is not only a promise. Brand, it's also visual identity, right? When we think of brands, we're surrounded by brands. Here in you know, Costa Mesa, we're like the mecca of like all the surf brands. There's Rubka, there's Hurley, there's Volcom, there's Vans, um, like all these cool brands, right? And we recognize them by their promises, by their mission statements, by their... Um, their identity, right? They have logos, and we're like, okay, that you know, that kind of like um, squarish, uh, rhomboid. I don't know what it is. Um, logo, it's Volcom, right? So every brand has like this visual identity, and this there, there came this point in in the in the early Christians' life when. When they wanted a specific kind of brand to be the brand everybody needed to showcase so that people would know that you belong to Christ. And it's funny because this brand was circumcision. So you guys know what that is, right? <laughs> so imagine the early Christians are battling over like, hey, you know, the other day we were showering and I kind of noticed that, you know, it's a little different than mine down there. You know, what's up with that? If you're, a Jew, you know, if you're following Christ and we're Jews, and something's got to happen, you know. Circumcision, it's so weird. <laughs> it's like the incision and it's around and it's, it's bloody. I was there when you know, I saw my, my, my firstborn, no, my secondborn. And it was just gnarly, you know, like Millie's like, I, don't, I, I can't see this, but she's like, Right? So these guys are wanting, imagine grown up men 
are asking another grown-up man, you know what? I think it's time for your circumcision. Imagine if we, we carried that on to today, and instead of just baptizing somebody, they're like, hey, we're also going to have circumcision ceremony. Right? Who wants to sign up for that? <laughs> right? Um, so they were confused about this branding. Right? Hey, I'm a Jew. I believe in God. I know Christ came. But what's up with these Gentiles? You know, they, they're not marked the same way we are. So there's this battle between Paul and Peter where Paul needs to come to Peter and say, because Peter wants everybody to be marked. Right? He's like, you got to do it, man. Be brave. <laughs> man up. And Paul comes and he says, uh, this is kind of like the context, right? Paul comes and says, Peter, what are you doing? Right? We, we, we know Christ now. We know salvation comes from grace and from Christ alone. You don't need to have this mark for the Gentiles. You know, you're actually behaving like a Gentile yourself. So talk about like the double morale right there. You know, you're, you're behaving like a Gentile, and yet you want these Gentiles to have the mark of a Jew. So he reads this. I mean, he says this right here, um, Galatians 2. So after he comes to Peter and says, what are you doing, man? Don't sacrifice those Gentiles like that, man. Um, he says this, Galatians 2, verse 19 through 21. So he says, what actually took place is this. This is Paul speaking, right? I tried keeping rules and working my head off to please God, and it didn't work. So I quit being, being a lawman so that I could be God's man. Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I, had, I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. Now, check this out. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine, but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not going back on that. You know? So back on that um, law-keeping. The best hope there is for humanity is when you die to yourself and you live for Christ. Can we, can we just give it out for Paul, you know, for saying that? I mean, it's, I was thinking, man... What a way to, to make us understand the reality of God. And I love this version because it's, it's just a you know, psychological term. Kill our ego. Everybody knows what ego is, right? Maybe 300 years ago that was a foreign concept. But kill our ego. Crucified with Christ. I no longer live. He lives in me. So the best brands diversify, right? There's Coke, Coca-Cola, and they not only have Coke. They used to have Coke, Coca-Cola, but they also have Sprite. They also have Fanta. 
And they also make waters. They make tons of products now, right? There's a Cybertruck, Model S. There's, I don't know, Model D, Model whatever. When I think of in and out there's hamburger, there's cheeseburger, and there's double-double. Right? You have options. You have options to choose. So the best brands diversify. And I was thinking... What is, the, what is the brand of God? What is this, this um, visual identity of who God is in us? This promised Holy Spirit that is revealing who God is, that is pointing us to truth. What does that look like? And I found that God has all-purpose garments. And it's right here in Colossians 3. So if you go to Colossians 3, verse 12 to 14. So it says... So chosen by God for this new life of love. What? Yeah, chosen by God for this new life of love. Dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion. Kindness. Humility. Quiet strength. Discipline. Be even-tempered. Content with second place. Quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. What a brand. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she loves that. <laughs> Thank you, Millie. I love you too. So we are invited to wear this brand. You know, we, we like wearing the brands that we like, right? Whatever it is. And here he's saying, don't go out without this brand. Whenever you go out, wear it. Because this is the brand that Jesus showed case to us. If you see compassion, did you ever, I mean, you weren't there. But when you read scripture and you find who Jesus is, did Jesus show compassion to others? Absolutely. Did Jesus show kindness to others? Did Jesus show humility? How about in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. The God of the universe coming to our world in the form of a little baby, born in the most humble places, a manger, right? He couldn't find, you know, people are knocking on the doors as they go trying to find a place where you know, Mary's about to pop. And nobody's opening the doors. Knock on the next one. And then this guy finally at this end says, oh, yeah. I do have a place. It's kind of like right there in the back. It's where the animals have their spot. No, that's the only place I have. And that's where God chooses to come to showcase humility. Quiet strength. Remember all those times Jesus is in front of like Pilate and all these governors? He's like, are you not going to talk? All this slander people are throwing at you. Quiet strength. Discipline. 
Jesus retired to pray, to fast, to be with the Father, even tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Did Jesus ever showcase what forgiving looks like? Absolutely. He died while we were still sinners on a cross. As people are mocking him on that cross, if you are the son of God, why don't you get down? If you have that kind of power you said you have, you say you have, you should have the power to get down. But see, the power of God is not, is not coming down. The power of God is in showcasing what forgiveness looks like. That is the power of God. So staying on the cross is the power of God. Resurrecting is the power of God. So there is hope for humanity. What brand are you putting on? Right? When you go out, what brand are you putting on? This is the invitation that you put on the garments that God made for us and that he showcased to us through who Jesus is. Amen? All right. Let's pray. I guess we're going to end a little sooner. Maybe Mike wants to come up, but um, let's pray. Let this sink in. And we are here for God, and we are here to learn who he is. And if he needs 20 minutes to say it, he only needs 20 minutes. He needs a whole hour. He needs a whole lifetime. God, we are here for you. We are here to learn about this brand this seal that you have made available to us. We want to be known and recognized by the love that we have for one another. Not by hatred, not by slander, not by anxiety, not by depression. We want to live full lives of compassion, of kindness to one another. I pray that this morning you speak to our hearts, you speak to our spirits, and that we allow you to become who you need to become so that we die, that we no longer live but that you can live in us and through us. Because all this branding you invite us into, it's not something we can do alone. We can only do it if we have you in our hearts. I pray that you can come and invade us and take over our whole lives that we can shape society, that we can shape the world, that people will know you by how we treat them. In your name we pray. Amen. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held 
in your hand From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God And all my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able oh I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice you have led me through the fire and darkest nights you are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend Oh, I have lived in the goodness of God And all my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing for the goodness of God so your goodness is running after, it's running after me your goodness is running after, it's running after me With my life laid down, surrendered now I give you everything Cause your goodness is running after, it's running after me Sing that one more time Cause your goodness is running after, it's running after me Cause your goodness is running after it's running after me With my life laid down, surrendered now I give you everything Cause your goodness is running after It's running after me And all my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God Thank you. Have a good week. Thanks for tuning in today. A couple things. We would love to hear from you, kind of hear what's going on in your life. And so if you have a prayer request or maybe just something you're celebrating, we would love to know about that. You can contact us through an email by sending that to prayer at palmharvest.com. I just want to encourage you to remember that, that God is with you and he is uh, for you. And this week, he's going to be actively pursuing you. Why? Because he loves you. And so you're not alone. You've got a church family with you and the Lord Almighty, uh, most importantly. So keep moving forward. 
We'll see you next week.